Welcome to Unboxy World, the podcast where philosophy meets tech. In each episode, we're connecting the dots between philosophy, technology, society, science, and progressive thought. And together with brilliant minds across the world who dare to challenge the way we think and live in today's society, we are unboxing our minds one episode at a time. I am Ria Salting. I am a tech professional during the day and a philosopher at night. And if you enjoy this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter to never miss the latest unboxed episode. So let's get started. Let's unbox ourselves. Welcome back to the show. Imagine living in a city where not only every single architectural detail is in fact optimized to restore Mother Earth, but also a city life itself is actually designed to enhance your well-being and improve social sustainability. Anders Varier is the founder of Hubville, and he is building one of the world's first self-sustaining city districts in Vietnam, Sweden. And in Hubville, they are fundamentally rethinking sustainability and reinventing how we can live together. So the project is in fact optimizing sustainability from 16 different perspectives, such as your relationships, education, and social security. What's also cool about this project is that it's in fact being built together with a local municipality, which is in fact a great starting point to be able to create systemic change at scale. So in today's episode, Anders Varier share his learning so far from building a smart village together with a government. So welcome, Anders Valier, uh, founder of Hubville, Thank to the Maria. show. It's great to have you uh, here. So you are you're, you're leading a project where you're uh, building one of the world's first self-sustaining city districts. Uh, so where you're really trying to rethink sustainability and reinvent how we can live together. Um, and so could you explain more? Um, so what is Hubville and uh, what is the philosophy behind um, it? Yeah. Um, first of all, when it comes to self-sustaining, <laughs> that is sort of that's the target and that's the aim. Uh, and I think, as a, as a project or as a, as a vision of, of societal development, uh, this goes in incremental steps. So I think in the first uh, the the first step uh, it will not be self-sustaining, but there will be parts that we will develop and. And the end goal is, of course, is to have a self-sustaining uh, district. But the thing about Hubville is that it's it's a holistic approach. Um, but to be holistic is sort of the word of the day. Everyone wants to be holistic, but uh, it's more um, when you look upon a society, uh, or if you look upon um, how society develops in, in terms of uh, a sustainable society, both in regards to societal and and uh, when it comes to the environmental aspects. Um, there are, of course, you could turn to 
technological change and you can turn into what needs to be done uh, from a behavioral perspective. And usually we can't, either you have one approach or you have the other. Uh, And I think there are lots of good examples on how you both can uh, implement new technology as well as you can you can create a society which is attractive even if you sort of are within the the, the ecological planetary boundaries and i think Hubble is more of a combination of what is already deployed i mean there are we are not science we don't try to um deploy new science that's just we want to be pragmatic so Hubble is a sort of a combination of of um, of different pragmatic uh, uh, areas uh, and so it, it is if you go sort of towards the pragmatic edge in, in different in different aspects and you combine them that's where you find the magic, I think, and I think also if if uh, w- what you need to do when you talk to uh, municipalities or real estate developers or people that's moving in, um, you need to be concrete. And um, um, so, if if so, I think um, when you look upon some parts of um, it, sort of self-sustaining living or eco-villages and so on, it's, it's, it's kind of visionary, but maybe it doesn't land in what is pragmatic. And when you look upon it as the way it is, um, if you look in, on city districts that's supposed to be uh, environmental friendly, uh, the only focus on one or two areas and they miss out on, on society mm. as a whole. And I think that's that's our aim. Um, and I think also when when you when you try to develop a society you need to be uh, transparent and, and we need to to understand that we will fail in some areas and that's okay. It's okay to fail. But as long as we have a vision of developing society in 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 a specific direction and we are open with our um, our intentions. I think sort of uh, the vision is, of course, not incremental. The vision is, is disruptive, but you you will have to take incremental steps on the way, and you and you will have to fail uh, on on the way towards that vision. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that leads me to the the next question. Um, I mean, I think most people um, think about sustainability from a very materialistic or carbon emission perspective. Um, but what's really fascinating with Hubville is that you're you're approaching sustainability from sixteen different angles. Um, so, for example, relationships and education and uh, social security um, uh, are one what few of those. Um, so my question is then really, um, yeah, I mean, how does sustainability, um, how do, what does that have to do with our relationships, for example, and uh, social security? Um, what's the, 
it's it's really bigger than that, right? The the, the vision of Hubville. <laughs> yes, it is, and I think the question is really. Are you moving from something or to something? And if you're moving to something, you would need that to be attractive. And you can't look only at on some on some parts of it to say that we want to build a new carbon uh, emission-free building, which is not possible. Uh, but or we want to we want to do um, we want to say no to some aspects of society. We want to say no to eating meat, uh, uh, using a car, uh, and you, you know all these parts of society which are uh, is having an impact on on um, uh, on, so on on our ecological footprint. Um, that's not the way to change the society. To say no, and if you want to say yes to something, you would need to have that as a more. Uh, you would need to have that as a vision which invites people. And you're not invited. You, you don't. You don't. You, you're not. You don't go passionate about. I want to live in a carbon uh, in this kind of building. Yeah. You go passionate. Passionate about mm. how, how you want to live your life to, to an attractive lifestyle. So I think. Uh, and if you want to do that, you, mm-hmm. you would, it's, it's necessary to combine both um, the materialistic as well as as um, sort of sort of the soft and the hard parts of society. And I think that it's also a tragedy of uh, we have an election in Sweden in, in two days, and it's just we're just trying to find the easy answers, and and there it's not either you talk about the soft questions, which is how we feel, how we interact, our relationships, and so on, or you talk about sort of. Uh, Longer prison uh, sentences, um, uh, and you, you've, and perhaps you need to have both. But uh, I don't know. But but, but uh, it's just so populistic, um, and it doesn't seem as we as a society can can handle both these, uh, or actually, societal questions are complex. And then we need to have a, a more complex arena than what is offered by society today. And when I say offered by society, mm-hmm. I, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about institutions or more more like the public discourse. And that's make that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're saying then? I mean, to in order to make the shift uh, to well i mean the shift that we need to make to reduce our carbon emission but then uh to motivate people uh then you need to well you get them to upgrade to a better life i guess <laughs> um that, that's a very right? good in, in the yeah. vision of, yeah 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 so what could an example of um sustainability in your relationships for example um uh, what could that be or in the social I think security. one part that I find very interesting is that, and and also a tragedy is that when you become sixty-five mm. or more, when you become seventy-five, you're not you're no longer a part of society. Mm. And I think there are lots of people seventy years old and and older that are still very much. Mm. Um, 
active, but they're not uh, invited to society the way they were when they they were part of the sort of the labor force. And mm. if if mm. you would st- start to invite, first of all, they are of course a great resource. Um, mm. So I think, but just by inviting them to society and to participate in society would make, first mm-hmm. of all, to make people uh, ages uh, senior silver population or the citizens to be mm-hmm. to have a, have a better lifestyle uh, and a more a more attractive life, as well as uh, it it could it could help out in society. In for instance, in schools in. Um, uh, I work as a school teacher in in the, and um, sc- schools are lacking of resources and and you, you you lack I wouldn't necessarily say it lacks of resources everywhere but I think there are it, it should be more adults in, in schools and. Um, mm. So, so you have this need in one part of society, and then you have this uh, this sort of supply <laughs> in the other, and you don't combine them. So I mm-hmm. think it's just so stupid. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's one part of yeah. of, of relationships mm-hmm. that needs to evolve. And um, but I mean, w- when you talk about ageism, um, you mm-hmm. it's it's almost a non-existent discussion in Sweden uh, and we were so poor in, in including senior citizens I, I don't understand why we don't talk about it but we don't that's just one example <laughs> yeah that's very true uh, and I mean um, that's a really waste of resources like they could help out to you know take care of kids with stressed moms and as well, yeah, right? Uh, um, yeah, I but think, also, yeah. I mean, I think that's one part. Um, and and you, you could have sort of an extra nanny or, or uh, an extra grandparent. But another part is also in this shift of society that most of us or many, many talks, there is sort of this, uh, we're entering new, more complex times. Um, but how do we prepare... Uh, the youth uh, to become the citizens of the future, and I think we don't. But if we if we in, in invite the senior citizens, not everyone, but some of them have experience, um, tremendous experience that would be that would be helpful. So it's just it's 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 both the sort of the everyday uh, part of life as well as more complex parts uh, mm. and I think there are so many people that want to be a part of society that you know age is 70 plus yeah yeah so better use of all types of both human resources and <laughs> our resources and then um, yeah um yeah, I mean, uh, so um, um, I think that there, there's a few. Uh, I mean, there's an uh, eco-village movement right now with a 
some passionate uh, people around the world that are building these uh, so-called smart villages or eco-villages. Um, however, what um, makes Hubville unique is that you're actually building this together with the government, the, the municipality in Sweden. Um, so could you tell us a little bit what that is like uh, and you know the reason why you're doing it with a with the municipality um, and you know is that what are the benefits of that? Does that um, you know slow you down or make it make you faster if you want to create an impact? <laughs> um, I think it makes it much much faster to work with municipalities and also when you look at uh, yeah when we really? look at the governing yeah. in, in in the municipalities you you have those who are very very much uh, progressive. And they can be blue, red, or, or green uh, in, 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 a, in a political color. And it's just so much more about uh, the persons in the municipality. So, uh, and what we tend to do in Sweden, when we talk about um, uh, environmental topics, we, it's, all, it's always on a national level. Uh, because, of course, we need to have legislation on, on and to... to to sort of put the society in, uh, to sort of nudge it in the right directions. But um, actually the municipalities have uh, lots of power, uh, tremendous power to decide what to do within their municipalities. So <clears throat> in Sweden, we have 290 municipalities. And if you direct, if you talk to, try to talk to every one of them, uh, most of them will not be interested because that's just the way people are, but some will. And some municipalities are more progressive than others. So if you find those more progressive um, governings of, of municipalities, they you can do a shift within those municipalities. And municipalities, in they want, <clears throat> I mean, they want to attract talent and they want to retain talent. And they want to develop talent. And if they can see, there was this this um, huge petition just uh, a day ago when uh, businesses in Sweden, or actually large corporations, said we need to we need to push society. We need to see that that it's a competitive edge uh, to 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 have legislation and to have a society which is is. Uh, Actually, in, ahead of, of or or pushing towards the um, sustainable development goals, and that it's actually to have. We always talk about the social, uh, economical, uh, and and ecological parts of sustainability, and it should be together. But that's just a lot of BS. In 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 in. Yeah. But the thing is, in municipalities, you you would need to uh, attract and retain talent in order to also to attract corporations and to to have a, to have a good tax base and to so i think for a municipality these topics are very much hands on um, and if you find sort of uh, if you find the uh, the mayors and and the govern the governing of, of different municipalities that want to go to to sort of they want to push um, for to create more uh, attractiveness and, and to be more uh, competitive. Uh, this is a great. Mm. It's 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 an opportunity for municipalities, and and um, and we, we only need to find a few of them, and they can lead the way for for the rest of the municipalities. Mm. But because most of most of 
the municipalities will not be progressive. It's much much easier to be just to look at you know, what, what others do and just to sort of to follow. Um, but some are. And we've been fortunate to mm. talk with a few of them. Um, yeah, so I think municipalities are much more... It's, it's much more... You, c- you can look upon change as sort of dominoes. And, um, mm. and, and some, sometime, time, sometimes when you talk about um, Sweden and what we do in Sweden, you, you, you can say, well, we're just 10 million citizens in Sweden. It doesn't matter what we do in Sweden because uh, the rest of the world will, if the rest of the world will continue business as usual, it doesn't matter. And in some senses, that's right. It doesn't matter if the rest of the world would sort of, from a static point of view, continue as usual. Um, mm-hmm. I think Sweden is is actually the most the most the most perfect sort of density or population or um, uh, ten million people in Sweden can do much more than ten million people in in, in in a city in China, for instance, because ten million people in Sweden can shift could change in. Um, uh, cooperate with Finland, can cooperate with Denmark, and could show the European Union what we can do. And if we can, if we can, um, uh, and the European Union could f- uh, push for new legislation, and and then we, the US and China and India would also have to sort of to change. So I think, but but then, mm-hmm. how would you change um, Sweden? And I think. If if you look at dominoes and you have these, you have a very small domino that could tip a, a larger dominoes, and you have these in a, <laughs> there are YouTube videos that that's kind of very interesting or or, or inspiring rather, um, and you have this very 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 small domino uh, tipping this bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger domino, and the municipalities is a great mm-hmm. arena because you could be just a few people, and you could actually change uh, perception uh, and you could change what you do in, in very concrete ways in the, within a municipality. And if you do it within a municipality, that's a great storytelling for other municipalities in Sweden. And that's how I think you change legislation. That's You, you nudge it in different increments. Yeah. And this nudge is just a small domino. So I think municipalities is a tremendous way to shift society. That's that's where we should push for for change. Mm. So you think it's more effective to do it with a municipality than you know doing your own private investments and um, like is it more accessible to people this way? I, I would say yes, and I think also. Mm. I mean, I, I live in Stockholm, and Stockholm is kind of a big it's a big municipality but if you look in a smaller municipality where you are perhaps uh, 30 40 or 50,000 inhabitants or, or uh, residents then then just just a few of these people can do an enormous shift and this municipality with 30 or 40 or 50,000 people if that municipality attracts new citizens, you have a great story to tell. So it's just a, just a few people can make an enormous shift. And I think that's where, I mean, mm. we have this, 
we have these moment movements in Sweden where you where you, and in in the rest of the world where you say what you're supposed not to do, but this is a great way to show what what to do uh, and to show the way mm. ahead. And I think focus on the municipalities would be my my suggestion. Mm. Mm. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Um, so also, I think it was also interesting. I mean, you're, you're, um, you're an entrepreneur and you have done some, some, uh, different, um, initiatives and projects, right? Um, so beside from your multi-talents, you've also studied, um, philosophy. Um, so I'm curious if this has, um, Well, have you taken inspiration from this when uh, you've set the vision of Hubville and has it helped you in any kind of way? Oh. That's such Or a what was the reason why, why you studied the... Studied, uh, um, yeah. I, I would say every, every experience, of course. Um, but I think, mm. um, yes, in a more, but in a more indirect way. Because um, okay. mm. th there are so many interesting topics within philosophy, and uh, and if you want to pursue them, you would need to open up for new social sort of context or new discussions, and these new discussions with people, for instance, with people like you, and we, we had a, a talk you and I just uh, mm. just a week mm. ago that I found mm. very interesting, and mm -hmm. I think to to. It's 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 um, it can make you more curious, and I think curiosity is one of the is a very strong driving force for entrepreneurship or change in society. And it's also it's, mm. when I talk to you or with someone else, it's a way of sort of understanding you better, where you come from, and and perhaps to ask questions mm -hmm. that I wouldn't be. Would it be possible for me to ask uh, to understand about you without those sort of tools? Because um, knowledge is tools. Uh, yeah. So if if more, I mean, obviously we it's just, we need to make this uh, shift in society to live more sustainable, right? Uh, but in order to not only um, because the but the the regenerative. Um, movement is talking about this that you should not only be living sustainably but we have to restore our earth right so it's not only just being sustainable because then we're maintaining as is but to go one step ahead and uh, to deliver regeneratively but also from in the hubville way then not only with nature but with ourselves and with each other in society what do you think needs to happen in society for this way to go this way of living to go mainstream well i think actually you both what does it have you to go both mainstream? Asked the question yeah. and answered it at the same time <laughs> because mm. i think when you say <laughs> we need to nurture we, we need to be more regenerative i think it's about the perception of 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 the world and i think it's just it's just an mm. it there are no potent strong visions i would say i haven't seen them maybe there are Uh, about how this society would look like. But but think, just imagine if it would be possible to, to sort of find the vision for how would that nurturing um, 
society look like where you sort of you tend to nature you want to rebuild or restore the earth and you want to, to the earth to I, I think that's that story is so it's so compelling um mm. but we don't know how to tell it and this story which is sort of it, it could be almost um uh it's like like a saga uh and and mm. how do we connect that to everyday life how do we connect that to to industry how do we connect it to you know, living our um, sort of living our family life and doing a career and, and so on and i think that's that's sort of the trick because if we, if we can sh- i mean um just the idea of of um, restoring the earth and the the story of uh, of, of that um how to develop it that's i mean that's actually how it was not about doing doing it for real to start with how it was more was oh, just okay. to to mm-hmm. tell the story there were no practical sort of is how it started with me asking uh, a question a friend of mine uh, uh, what would what would happen if we would come to a municipality and say and ask them would you like to do this and he said he was uh, then um uh, i don't know city architect in, in in a municipality in sweden he, he was he was um he, he was hired directly by the municipality and he said i don't understand which society like ours or municipality like ours that would be possible for them to say no of course we would have to say yes and that's what made Havel to be realized it's just it, to start mm-hmm. with it was more about how do we build the vision how do we create the vision and how do we get people to be uh, active in in building this vision and i think that's just we need to have the vision we need i think um I mean, the environmental movement, if you look at it historically, has been mostly about naysayers, and I don't understand why. And, and I, I don't want to. Mm. I, 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 they have been enormously important in 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 um, lifting or, or or shifting our focus to to understand that this is something that we needs needs to be done right now. But now we need to have the yessayers saying this is where we should go from now, or this is where we could go mm. from now. Yeah, and then we need to attract uh, marketers and storytellers and and and, uh, and entrepreneurs and, and and all parts of society. But we need to have more facilitators. We need to have more. Uh, we, we need to do it. Not we need to do it from a perspective of of um, desire and attractiveness, rather than from fear. Uh, because society is already driven towards fear as as it is today if you look at the movement or the political discourse mm. but we need to do it from a perspective of desire and attractiveness and where and, and and a vision now we need to have dreams and i think that's extremely important mm. yeah that's um that sounds um reasonable <laughs> it's um uh I mean, is that you can you can almost feel the change in your body, right? When like you're talking about the vision and like all the like what you want, instead of talking about all the uh, all the the bad things of like we must do this. It's um it's way more uplifting, for sure. <laughs> um, 
which also, you know, um, because you're also a high school teacher, right? And you're leading, um, well, you're involved or you're, you're part of them running something called Framtidens Röster, which mm-hmm. means the future voices to give the youth um, uh, um, uh, uh, an, an arena or, uh, to, or voice um, to, to share with adults, right? Um, what role, um, I mean, obviously they are the future. Um, what um, what do you think is is important with the education to to make the shift and and um, yeah how do we um, help them um, to meet the future? Yeah, I think that's if 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 you you always talk about the um, um, society being compartmentalized or you have it in different silos and so on, and I think the schools are. Mm. are very much so um if you have a a, a, a very engaged or uh, principal or teacher perhaps your school will be mm. a part of society but usually schools are uh live in this you know it's divided from society you you you, you tempt your subjects and you you're taught about what you're supposed to be you know according to the curriculum um, but as as a pupil you're not part of society and i think um and if you look upon pupils being a part of society it's just in in in, in from secondary upper school and and uh, and of course and if you go to uni but if you if you're uh, 10 12 or 13 years old you're not you're not a part of society from a uh, uh, or the schools are not a part of society and i think we need people to feel that they are a part of society that they're what they think is actually important and and if we do that and if we do that the right way because there's obviously this is a, a very complex <laughs> um it's mm. it's a complex task, but then it's possible for. I mean, the, the leaders of the future needs to be. They need they need to have the tools for leadership, and and that's something you develop when you're in school. I think that's that's where you develop as a person. So I think if we want to build the leaders of tomorrow, uh, we need to onboard uh, the youth and I also think mm-hmm. you talk about the well-being and the um, the mental health of of the youth and that's uh, that's that it's, it's very it's very difficult to to say the exact point of it today if you compare to 30 or 40 years ago but it seems as uh, the youth today, have more anxiety and and are more stressed about the future than we were when than I was when, when, thirty forty years ago or fifty years ago so no forty years ago thirty years ago but the thing is um, so it's, it was so easy uh, thirty forty years ago and it's not today so I think if we can invite if they can feel that their voice is important and if they can participate, if they can meet with decision makers, I think that you could make them, you could not make them, but they could 
become more uh, well-being. Actually, uh, I think that's this is a you, you you can't expect the youth to 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 feel great about the future and you don't invite them. That's not possible. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like you you yeah. you see them, right? Yeah. This was actually uh, uh, we had this tour. We uh, there was a uh, UN conference in Stockholm in in June called Stockholm Plus Fifty, celebrating the uh, the fiftieth anniversary of the first UN conference in Stockholm in nineteen seventy two, the first environmental conference of the UN. Mm. <clears throat> so we thought that this is not supposed to be just uh, just a Stockholm thing, we, um, and we uh, and also we want to invite uh, pupils from from all over. Uh, Sweden. So we had this tour starting in in Gällivare in the far north of Sweden, and we went to uh, I don't know the names in English, but we went from Gällivare to Luleå to Hennesand to to uh, Östersund to Sundsvall to Motala, Karlstad, Malmö, and and um, and Lund. Um, and in in most of these places, we had uh, um, the youth had prepared, and then the municipality invited for for a day and, and uh, for a whole day and uh, an evening, where the decision makers and the business met with the youth, and we tried to have this fifty fifty uh, in where fifty percent of the participants were youth and fifty percent were decision makers from the municipality and from business. And there was this amazing result uh, where people said, well, I, I mean, of course, if you're, you're a mayor in a city, of course, if sometime you, uh, did I say a mayor in, in the city of Stockholm or did I say Sweden? I mean, Sweden. Uh, if, okay. if you're a mayor in, in a municipality in, in, in Sweden, of course, you've, you've visited schools, but these I mean, for, for the youth, it was this was a, a tremendous experience. But also from the adults, they said we've never met uh, the youth this way before. This is something completely new. We need to do this again. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's that's okay. so strange. But it's also it's it's um, uh, it's, it's something that we will continue to do because this discussion and a workshop kind of format. Uh, will evolve this uh, this next spring, and we will look more at upon the sort of the the, the innovation um, strength or, or or the 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 schools how they could be part of the innovation and the uh, um, improvement of the municipalities and have the schools as a driving force for that um, mm. and that could be uh, I think that would be very very interesting and. I think also what we need to, to be said here is that the schools and the youth are never responsible for, but they are participating in, and that's that's such a that's a great uh, yeah. difference between being responsible for something. If you would invite uh, the youth and saying you are responsible because you're participating, then you might create more stress and more anxiety. I think this is just. You can be a contributor, uh, and you could, and you will participate in. And I think that's, um, uh, and it's such a, it's such a constructive format. So it's very funny to work with. Mm. Mm. Nice. 
Um, so, <clears throat> I mean, if we to 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 round off, if let's say, um, well, the the in a dream world, if you uh, you know, if Hubville, um, well, one municipality to another one, and you and and this spreads within Sweden. Um, if like. How does life in in Habil look like um, in 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 your in a dream dream state? Oh, that's so. Um, <laughs> I would need another another hour, sort of. I mean, I, I would like to do that in images <laughs> uh, rather than just. I think I've said some mm-hmm. part parts of it, but. I think we need to. I think it's it's a society which is more uh, where you meet your. I mean, there are already parts of society where you, uh, which I find Havillian. Um, I think we we meet. We have um, in in new ways. We uh, need. We are more resilient. And resilient in way of what you said, self-sustaining. And I think um, there are uh, city far. I mean, you have city farming, not only as a way, not city farming, just as a way of of being self-sustainable. But because you aren't, if you if you you're doing city farming, but but as a way of getting closer to nature, as a way of getting closer to how Mother Earth. <laughs> Um, works and 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 combine sort of the green areas within a city or within a city district with the surrounding uh, with the surrounding nature and being making nature accessible from from a city district in in an, in a very easy and, and attractive way. I think also when you look upon uh, when you look when you you build new buildings. You would say, okay, you would have these uh, carbon equivalent um, of um, uh, five of C and so, and you would look upon a building just how how ecologically um, what the impact is. But you never look upon how many square meters you have per person. And if you if you would say, uh, well, we can we can use buildings more e- efficiently. Uh, we would it be possible to have half the area as we have today um, for for uh, per I mean including all the public um, uh, everything within a city could it be could it be halved and if you and of course that would be it's not possible to to to, to raise new buildings um, uh, climate neutrally it's just just BS but you could do it more. More, more efficient, and and you could do, and, and perhaps you could half the area. If you would half the area, how would that imp, how would that affect how you live your life? And that's just, I mean, look at schools, uh, it, the traditional schools. That's that's dark and and, and scary areas at night, <laughs> because there there are no people there. <laughs> uh, but if you would use um, buildings more efficiently, you have. I think it's 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 a um, way to become both for the social uh, and the ecological parts of sustainability, as well as the of course the economical. And I think mm. that could be instead of me trying to answer 
your question, wouldn't that be something for people to think about? Would it be possible to half the areas? Would it be possible to have more green areas within a city? Would it be possible to make a city more attractive to live within? Would it be possible for us to meet new people? Um, so instead of me trying to answer it, perhaps that's something for the audience. It's more important for, for <laughs> us in, in Hubble to, to listen. Um, we need to have a direction and okay. to listen at the same time. And I think that's the magic sauce. That sounds uh, like a, a, a great um, uh, word to, to end <laughs> the interview. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for, for joining today. It's been great to have you here. And it's amazing to see people like you actually uh, building something for real and, and making a difference. So keep thank up you the good so work. Much. <laughs> That's it for today. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you want to read up more about the guest, then you can go to the show notes to get all of the links. And also, if you like this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter to never miss the latest episode. Thank you for today. See you in the next episode.